When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the American Pipeline podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News, substituting for Mike Stevens and alongside, as always, Sydney Wolf from the Rink Live. Sydney, how's it going? Going good. I feel like it's been a, a good, I know it's not officially summer, I don't think yet, but it, it feels like it. It's been really nice weather here in Minnesota the last like week or two. It's been really hot. So I've been enjoying uh, watching watching some summer hockey. It's always fun. Yeah, I, I'm six hour drive north of you in Winnipeg, and it is heat warnings day after day. So oh, yeah. I don't know. This is this is summer for me, and honestly, I'd rather go back to spring because of how much I'm sweating. But <laughs> enough of weird responses to weather. Let's get to some NCAA commitment news to start off the show today. Starting with defenseman Axel Beagley committing to Minnesota. This was uh, kind of one I wasn't really expecting lately, so I thought I'd put it at the top of the show. Um, just because I feel like Minnesota lately has been recruiting those super high, flashy prospects, um, like top guys, you know, like Cooley, Snugrood, they had Nyes, you know, they've just had these huge prospects lately. So I feel like they don't typically recruit out of the North American Hockey League too much, but I think this is actually a really good pickup for them. Uh, and from what I've heard, I know my colleague at the Rink Lab, Jess Myers, wrote a story about this. Um, it sounds like he could possibly play for the Gophers this fall. I'm not sure if that's something that's for sure or not yet. It's definitely a possibility. Um, but I think this is a really good pickup. He was a great player for Minnesota High School for Hill Murray. Had some good points there. Is a really good defenseman. And he had a really good first season of junior hockey this last year for Wisconsin. Uh, and he's just a big guy too. Six foot two, 200 pound left shot defenseman. Um, and he'll turn 20 in December. So he still technically could play another year of junior hockey uh, or he could join the Gophers. So I think this is actually kind of a, a good pickup. I assumed somebody would pick up um, Axel Begley, but uh, the Gophers end up getting him. So I think this is actually a, a really good commitment. And I was glad to see that he's going to be going to to a big program and possibly playing for them in the fall. Staying in the state of Minnesota, we had a commitment flip. Brett Morvick flips his commitment from Wisconsin to Minnesota State. Yeah, and this has been kind of a weird one because lately Mike and I have been talking about a lot of players going Minnesota State to Wisconsin because that's where a bunch of their coaching staff has left and gone to. But now we have one weird one, which is the other way for some reason. So that's right. kind of odd to see. Um, but this was kind of interesting. I know their fans were like, hey, at least we got one to flip the other way, I guess. Um, but kind of interesting. This is another player, too, that could play this fall or he could play one more year of juniors since he's 20. Um, so this could be for this upcoming year. It could be for the year after as well. But he's been playing for Penticton and he had over a point per game this year. So a really nice pickup there if you're a Minnesota State fan. I know it's been a painful last month with a lot of guys flipping their commitments. But hey, I mean, you you flipped one of, of your own. So that's kind of fun news uh, for Minnesota State fans. They get a, a 510 forward from Alberta. So that's kind of a fun one there. And then Max Lacroix committing to Boston University as well. Another um, NAHL player, 10 or 2 for this year. 
This one was interesting. I feel like a lot of times you see goalies committing a little bit later in the process just because goalies, I feel like everyone wants to make sure you're like the real deal. But this is a pretty early, actually, I feel like commitment. Um, but this is a good one, too. I feel like a, a good pickup here. So he commits to BU. He's a guy who was playing for the Governor's Academy this past year. And actually, Wara C is a goalie, was a captain as a goalie, which I feel like you don't see too often. So that must mean he's a really good leader and, and good person, too, which is always a good thing always a bonus and he tendered in the null for the upcoming year so I assume that means he's going to be playing in the NA um I believe he tendered with the the brand new team the Colorado Grit they're going to be a brand new team um and he's got lots of family in the hockey world I'm sure a lot of people if you know the last name LaCroix he's related to a lot of them so he's got a lot of uh big ties to hockey and specifically the Colorado avalanche so he's probably going to be playing for Colorado in the NA next year um not the tallest goalie prospect just listed as six foot but really good has a lot of family ties to the sport and uh he'll be playing for BU in the next few years and then defender Zach Can commits to New Hampshire for this upcoming season as well six foot two defensive from New York this one was a little bit more, um, I wasn't really predicting this as much, or I didn't know that much about this player, but he's a guy that would have, this would have been his last year of junior hockey because he turns 21 this summer, but kind of a last minute pickup here for New Hampshire. They've gotten a couple over the past few weeks, so probably just trying to fill out their roster and see what they got and add in the guys they need to add. Uh, and they get a commitment from this guy, Zach Hahn. He's 6'2", over 200 pounds, so a big defenseman. Um, was playing in the NCDC, actually, had 20 points in 49 games, and he'll join the the roster for this upcoming year. Um, just seems kind of like a guy to, to round out their defenseman on their roster and is just a, a big defenseman who can put up a couple points as well. This next one's going to be one of the best hockey names I've seen in a while. William Lawson Body. That's awesome. I hope there's a lot of Lawson Body jerseys in the future. But for now, he's committing to Alaska University. This one is awesome because this was a guy I talked about uh, two weeks, three weeks ago on the show. I don't remember. I went and watched the, the NAHL's Robertson Cup. And Lawson Body is a guy who this was his last year of junior hockey eligibility. He's already 21. Um, and he was just waiting kind of for that Division One commitment. And I watched him and he was awesome. So I'm really glad he's going to get a shot. Um, to play D1 because he was like working his butt off when I was watching him in the Robertson Cup and he ended up winning the championship with the Oklahoma Warriors. He had 48 points in 52 games. He was plus 36, which I think was like the top in the league this year. Um, and he's awesome. So I think this is going to be a great pickup for Alaska Fairbanks, a team that kind of uh, I feel like people never they don't take Alaska Fairbanks that seriously, but this year they really made a push and they almost, they almost made the tournament. So I think that's a great pickup for them. And I think he's just going to be a really hard worker for Alaska. And then Andrew Kuzma of Madison and USHL commits to Maine after having 37 points in 50 USHL games this past season. This is a good pickup for Maine. I think Maine has had a couple of nice uh, commits here lately over the past couple of weeks. I really liked what I've seen from a couple of their New recruits. He's not the the biggest guy in the world, but he's doing pretty good on on height, six foot. So you like to see that about two hundred pounds. Um, he's from New York and just turned eighteen earlier this spring, so still pretty young. But he's had really good stats, um, especially this year. He really increased his his point production last year. He only had six points in the entire USHL season, and this year he came back and and put up thirty seven. So a huge jump from last year. Sometimes those guys just need one USHL season to kind of 
adjust, adapt to junior hockey. So he did that. And then he came back, uh, got traded from Des Moines to Madison and then just had a really great year. So he's still really young. I assume that he's probably still going to play another year junior hockey. I don't know. He's only 18. So be kind of young if he went to college this fall, but I'm not really sure, but uh, probably a good prospect here for Maine considering uh, the, the good season he had this past year. And now the last but not least is not an actor from inception, not a 2023 draft prospect, but his name is also Will Smith, who flips his commitment from UMass to Ohio State and is 20 years old. Sydney. This one is so funny because I tweeted about this and I had to be like, no, it's not the Will Smith that everyone's right. talking about for this draft season. And it's also not Will Smith, the actor. I feel like there's so many Will Smiths. Obviously, it's a common name. I feel like there's probably a million Will Smiths in the world, especially in the U.S. and, and Canada. Um, but this is a different Will Smith, um, but he's still really good playing in the USHL. Um, flips his commitment. It sounds like he's going to be going now to Ohio State. Uh, I just saw that on Instagram a couple of days ago. He's a guy who is currently 20 years old. I uh, just turned 20 this spring. So, again, another guy that could play college hockey this fall or still has that one more year left of junior eligibility six foot one left shot defenseman uh he played in the ushl this year started out in sioux city got traded to omaha and then put up uh 12 points in 40 games for omaha so he definitely could uh go either way not sure if he's planning on going to ohio state this fall he's technically played a year and a half of ushl because the year before this past season he did half in the oj half in the ushl so uh, I assume he'd probably be going to Ohio State this year, but uh, not sure. But that's a, a flip there and probably one you're like, oh, OK, I'm sure a lot of UMass fans not super excited to, to see that. But I know they've had a couple of decommits lately uh, over this past year. The whole Will Smith thing reminds you of like how the Canucks drafted Elias Pedersen the second. I guess they have two of them. There's oh, yeah. like a there's Jack Hughes on the devils and then the Kings drafted someone named Jack Hughes. And like, I'm just wondering if you have two like star players with the same name, I know Sebastian Ajo, the forward and defenseman exists, but if you have like two stars, how do you distinguish them? Like, how do you go about that? You just market one as like Will it's Smith, so one, Will, Will Smith, two, like Will Smith, one, Will Smith, two. Like that is just a, a marketing nightmare. Middle name. Oh, producer car. Got middle names. Sure. We throw yeah, out there. Maybe maybe we do that. I don't know, because I know we've talked about the Hughes one on here, too, and be like, it's not the Hughes family, different Hughes family, but they're both really good. So it's kind yeah, of both like, good at hockey. It's a little confusing. One, different one. Yeah, there's so many. I feel like hockey has a lot of weird instances of that for whatever Absolutely. reason. And we have teams like Vancouver drafting two players with the same name, one of them being their yeah. star play already. Um yeah, that would never happen in the NBA, like LeBron James the second. Anyways, um, let's stay on the USHL, but let's get to some trades, new coaching hires, and other things happening around the league. Brett Skinner, uh, we'll start with actually, hired as the new head coach of the Fargo Force. So this one, uh, this is something that happened a little while ago. We didn't record last week, though, but still wanted to include this in the show. So he was hired as the new head coach of the Fargo Force when it was announced that Nick Oliver was going to be leaving for Wisconsin. So they needed to hire somebody and they don't have to go too far uh, as Brett Skinner was a guy who was coaching in, in the NHL for the Minnesota wilderness. So not too far away from Fargo um, and he's going to be taken over, over the reins and Minnesota wilderness. He was there for just one season and they made the Robertson cup. So they were a top four team this year in the NHL. So that, uh, that's, that's a pretty good track record, I would say. And before that uh, 
he was in Sioux, Sioux Falls in the USHL as an assistant coach, so has some familiarity with the league and was a guy who played uh, collegially for Denver and then played professionally for a while in the AHL, a little bit in the NHL, and then overseas for, for some time as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, what he does with the force this next year. It's going to be tough to kind of live up to what they did this year um, because they made it all the way to the final. They didn't win, but they had a awesome, awesome season. So there's going to be a new coach at the helm there uh, up in Fargo. All right. Are you ready to unleash on the massive backlog of USHL trades oh, you must get into? Maybe, yeah, I hope so. Do you so. want a sip of water? Do you want to get a deep breath? Oh, I uh, might have to take a deep breath. <laughs> okay, yeah. very fair. Just gas for air if you need to, and we can we can take a break. But let's start with Madison receiving Blake Blacken, James Fisher, and Jake Rossi, um in a deal. So we have a bunch of trades that happened over the past two weeks since we didn't record last week. So I kind of just sectioned them off based on who got what because if we did just each individual trade it would take us so long um so i just kind of grouped them based on who's getting what so people know um but madison is the team that got a lot a lot of stuff here uh in these a lot of different trades actually but in the first one that happened they got three players so they got blake betchen i think is how you say his name five foot ten forward He was in his first year in the USHL this year, put up 12 points in 36 games, but he's 18, so still kind of a younger forward, but has a year under his belt. They also get James Fisher, who's a Northeastern commit, a little bit bigger, six foot two, uh, can play center, can play forward, and he's a seventh round uh, draft pick of Columbus. And he's a guy that also in his first USHL season this past year had 10 points in 42 games, 19. So another guy that's played a year, but still, you know, not, not super old quite yet. And then they also got uh, Jake Rossi, who had his had his best year yet, honestly, in the USHL this year. He had 47 points in 61 games, so that's pretty good stats there. Six foot, 181 pound forward. He's 19, and uh, he's played a lot of junior hockey and a lot of USHL. But I assume if he's involved in a trade, that means he's likely playing another year next year. Otherwise, I don't know why you would you know involve him in a trade. Um, but yeah, so he's played two years uh, or. Yeah, I guess two years with Waterloo, one with Youngstown, now is headed to Madison. So that's kind of interesting to see. But that's uh, Madison got just a bunch of stuff. They also got a couple picks from Youngstown. Um, they got James Hung from Waterloo. That was today, yesterday, some sometime around. There's There's been a bunch of stuff. Um, but they also got James. Together. Yeah, we're just going to pile them all together. <laughs> Um, they get James Hong from Waterloo. He's a guy who's eligible for the draft this year. We'll see if he gets taken. He could be one of those guys in the later rounds that gets chosen. Um, he's also one of those players who was a Minnesota State commit. I'm not sure if he's going to stay committed or flip it now that there's been that coaching change. Um, and he had 25 points this past year for Waterloo in his second USHL season, five foot ten forward. And then lastly for Madison, they get uh, 2024 phase two third round pick because they also traded away a player that we'll talk about down the line here. Absolutely. Um, and then Waterloo receives future considerations and Nick Faskia. Any guesses of what the future considerations are, or are we just going to leave that to the imaginations? You know, washing we've, machine? we've had a lot of future consideration stuff, and sometimes they end up playing a big role down the line. So maybe they, maybe they have a plan for that. Um, I don't know, but Waterloo definitely not getting as much stuff here as some of these other teams like Madison, which we just had to list off a bunch of stuff. But Nick Fascia, 
Uh, he's a guy six foot, 185 pound left shot defenseman from New Jersey. He's 18. So again, one of those younger players played in his first full USHL season this year, had four points in 31 games. So kind of just getting used to playing in the USHL and he's committed to Penn state. So a guy who's probably gonna, you know, want to come back to the USHL and, and keep playing, keep improving for this next year. And then Michael uh, Birchall, I believe it's how it's pronounced, and a 2024 Phase 1 fifth-round pick. Yeah, Youngstown gets a bunch of stuff here, too. They actually get a lot of good stuff, I think. They received a while ago – this is kind of confusing because we're recording this in the future um, – but Youngstown received the 2023 first overall pick, which they already used. So that was kind of part of a bunch of this. Um, I see. They also get Michael Birchill – another pick 2024 next year. So phase one, fifth round, that's a mouthful pick. And they also get Nathan Lewis from Madison and then another pick seventh round in the phase one of next year. So they get kind of a, a couple different things. They get a couple picks, they get a couple players. Michael Burchill is a, is a really good player and they also get Nathan Lewis. So they get a couple of prospects here. Burchill is a, another name eligible for the draft this year. So Keep an eye out for his name. Five foot ten forward this past year for Dubuque had 38 points in 61 games. So that's a nice prospect to have. And then they also get Nathan Lewis, big guy, six foot five, 200 pound forward from Chicago. He's 18 and he had 39 points for Madison this past year and is a UMass commit. So they get uh, a good amount of stuff as well. And then Dubuque receives a whole bunch of picks and future considerations. Yeah, so they're not necessarily getting, you know, some teams want players, some teams want picks, but Dubuque just gets some picks, some future considerations. Uh, we'll see what that means. And then Landon Gunderson from Madison goes to Green Bay. Um, they also, there's a Ford and a 2024 phase one seventh round pick, Ben Poitras as well on that deal. So Green Bay gets a couple of things as well. They get Landon Gunderson, who is a player who was really good in, in Minnesota high school hockey. He played for Maple Grove High School. So I've been able to watch him a little bit. Uh, we didn't know if he was going to be able to come back for his senior year this year, but then he got kind of hurt in Madison while he was playing before the high school season started. And I heard it was a pretty like significant lower body injury. Uh, so this year he only ended up playing 33 USHL games sort of like in the beginning of the year. And then at the end of the year. Um, so definitely a guy who's going to want to come back this year, hopefully be fully healthy, play a bunch of minutes, Western Michigan commit. Uh, and, you know, before he got hurt and was playing in the USHL the year before that, he had 80 points in 30 high school games. So he's a, a really good player. And they also get, you know, a pick, Green Bay does. And then they also get another player in Ben Poitras, who's a 5'11 forward from Montreal, another draft-eligible player here who had 37 points in 61 games. So another nice prospect uh, to have in their pipeline. And then lastly, Michael Harabel signs a national letter of intent with UMass and will be playing there in the fall. This one I just wanted to include in here. I know we didn't have much uh, college news besides commitments here, um, but this one I thought was interesting because this was a player that some people thought was going to wait another year, play another year of juniors before he went to college, but it sounds like he's heading to, to UMass now, and he's a big guy, 6'6", 209, He's going to get drafted during the draft this year. It's just a matter of, of when, essentially. Um, he had a pretty good year with Omaha, um, uh, but uh, a lot of people thought maybe he'd come back for another USHL season since he only played one 
and he was playing in Czechia before that. But going to go to UMass. They have some decisions to make on their goaltenders because I thought they were already basically set in the goaltending department. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens with that. Not really sure. And then let's move over to some signing news. Ryan Johnson signed with Buffalo instead of using his fifth year of eligibility and joined the Rochester Americans, I believe, at the tail end of their Calder Cup run. Yeah, Ryan Johnson, we talked about him on the show two weeks ago saying, you know, well, he could technically come back for his fifth year, but instead he's signing. So not going to be a gopher for this upcoming year. Uh, He was a first round pick uh, a long time ago in 2019. Signs a two year deal reports to, to the AHL. Six foot left shot defenseman from California. His dad's involved in in the the Ducks uh, program team, the assistant coach there. He played in the World Junior Cup once, so he's got family hockey ties. He's also, you know, a, a really good hockey player, has a lot of prestige, was a first round pick. So he ends up does he does end up signing uh, with Buffalo and he had 18 points in 40 games for the Gophers this year and played all four years of college hockey. So he does indeed sign. And then Emil Zetterquist of St. Lawrence signs a pro deal in Sweden. Yeah, there's been a couple players who have announced uh, deals kind of elsewhere, not not in America. So I thought I'd just briefly mention them. He's a six foot two goalie. He's from Sweden, so it kind of made sense for him probably to go sign in Sweden. Um, and then also, I know Yami Kronel of St. Cloud. He was playing in the AHL at the end of the season after his college years over, but it sounds like he's going to be playing back home next year. And I believe Jack Olmstead of Miami, I just saw on Elite Prospects, it looks like is probably playing internationally next year as well, I think, in Sweden. So, And then our team of the week are the San Jose Sharks prospects. Let's start with Alex Young at Colgate formerly, but he's transferring to Arizona State where he'll play this fall. So this is our first San Jose prospect here on this list. It's fairly long, so we'll try to touch on all these all these players here, but uh, he's a guy who had a really, really good year this past season as a junior, 21 goals and, and 40 total points as a junior, uh, a guy who's a 5'11 forward. He's from Calgary. He's 22 and he played three years at Colgate. Now he's transferring to Arizona state and he had three, honestly, pretty good years. His freshman year was pretty good. And then sophomore junior, he was really, really good for Colgate, but now he's going to be playing a senior year at Arizona state technically could use a fifth year if needed. Um, and he led Colgate in points this year. So that's a really good prospect to have in your pipeline and probably a, a, a good deal for someone who was a seventh round pick. He's putting up really good points. And then Eli or Ellie uh, Barnett, six foot six, eight, six foot six defenseman, sorry. Um, playing with Victoria, the BCHL. Yeah, we don't talk too much about players in in the BCHL, but this is uh, American Pipeline prospect player as he's currently in the BC committed to play for Vermont. And this is a really big defender. He's a six foot six guy, right shot defenseman from Ottawa. Um, Another seventh round pick here. So again, sometimes you get pretty lucky with the seventh round picks and sometimes they don't end up panning out too much, but that's just how the draft goes, obviously. Um, but he's technically only 19. He'll turn 20 this fall. So he could play another year of juniors or he could end up playing college hockey this year. Probably has some some decisions to make. So does Vermont. Uh, he had nine points in 52 games. So really big defenseman, but not necessarily somebody that's going to be putting up big points for you. Then Michael Fisher of Youngstown in the USHL. 
So Michael Fisher is a 2022 third round pick. He was in his first USHL season this year, which they just so happened to win the Clark Cup, the Youngstown Phantom. So that's pretty good. Um, but for him, I was reading that it sounds like he tore his meniscus or something like very early on in a preseason game. So he didn't really play much of this year because he was injured. He only appeared in 14 games and it looks like it was just a chunk during March and April. Um, so he spent most of this year hurt, unfortunately, but he's fairly young, still 19, six foot two right shot defender. Uh, it seems like kind of his question now is, is he going to go to college this year after being out most of the season or is he going to try to come back for to, to actually play in the USHL since he barely got to this past year? If I was him, I feel like coming back, playing one more year of juniors is definitely going to make it a lot easier to transition to college. But maybe he feels like he just wants to make that jump, go to Northeastern. Um, but he is a really good prospect. I've read that he's really athletic. He's a good skater. But, you know, those those knee injuries always tough. So we'll see if he decides to come back and play one more year of juniors. And then Joey Maldoni of Des Moines USHL. Another uh, good prospect here for San Jose. This is a guy that was a 2022 six-round pick, um, 5'11 forward from New York. He turns 20 this summer, uh, and he is, uh, like I said, a New York native. Uh, he played for Des Moines this year in the USHL. First full year in the USHL, had 29 points in 61 games, so not too shabby there. Um, another guy that could decide he wants to go play college hockey this fall for UConn, or he could return and play one more USHL season since he is eligible to still do that. Um, so a guy that probably has some decisions coming his way in the future. He did pretty good in the USHL this year, but I'm sure there's another level that he could uh, possibly unlock. But Des Moines didn't have anybody with really crazy stats this year. So 29 points in 61 games actually puts him fourth in in scoring on the team. So even though that number doesn't sound very flashy, he was one of their top players this year. So he could play another year juniors or he could be at UConn in the fall. Then Henry Thrun uh, coming from Harvard was traded to the Sharks. I believe it was in late February. Um, and he signed the NHL at the end of the year. This is a guy I know a lot of people are excited about. Uh, he was a 2019. Yeah. Fourth round pick originally by Anaheim but now he's in the San Jose system. We talked about him when he did sign a while back. A uh, guy that's got pretty good size too. He's six foot two left shot defenseman from Massachusetts. He's 22, 20, or he's 22 years old. He was a national team guy. So obviously some prestige comes with that. Uh, and he had a really, really great career at Harvard, was a good player at the World Junior Cup, Men's World Cup, you know, a bunch of, stuff like that. So he's a really good prospect that I know a lot of people are excited about. Um, and he played in eight NHL games after his Harvard career was over this year. So he's already played in eight pro games, got two assists during that time. So for next year, I could assume that uh, he might get some, some NHL minutes since he already joined the NHL at the end of the season. So definitely a, a player to look forward to and in, in the pipeline. And then Arvard Henriksen uh, went from Lake Superior State to the AHL, um, but he may not be there for too long, right? Is he signed elsewhere for the next season? Yeah, so we've talked about this guy quite a bit this year because I believe he was originally in the transfer portal, was looking to play possibly another year of college hockey, but then his rights got traded, which was like, okay, we'll see what happens there. He played in one AHL game, it says, with the Barracuda, and now it's listed that he's going to be playing – 
in Sweden next year. So it sounds like, I don't know, maybe it just didn't work out. Um, but he played in that one AHL game, and now it sounds like he's going to be uh, playing back home in Sweden. But he's a big guy, 6'5", over 200-pound right shot defenseman. But sounds like he's probably going to be playing in Sweden next year. And then Cam Lund of Northeastern University. Cam Lund is a guy that is another good prospect to have in, in your pipeline here. Six foot two forward from Massachusetts. He's a guy that uh, turned 19, I believe, yesterday, the day that we're recording this. So recent birthday here. Um, but he was a 2022 second round pick. So a pretty high pick here. And he had his freshman season this year for Northeastern. Excuse me. And had a really, really good year. He had... 23 points in 35 games as a freshman, which is really good, really hard to do. So I thought he had a really, really promising year and is definitely going to be one of their top guys for next year. He already was this year, Um, especially as being a a young prospect playing college hockey. It's even more impressive to see the numbers he put up this year. And he also had a really great year in the USHL before that. So I think this is going to be a player that will be really, really good in the future. Then Reese Laubach uh, from Omaha, the USHL. This is an interesting player I would have talked about earlier on in the show, but I thought I'd just save it for when we have to talk about him for this prospects part. But he actually just flipped his commitment. We were talking about all the, you know, flip-flops, mm-hmm. coaching changes and all that stuff, and he's one of them. So he's a guy that was a Minnesota State commit, but with the coaching change, he didn't flip to Wisconsin. He actually flipped to Penn State, so going a completely different route here. Um, so that's kind of interesting to me. Uh, and he's a guy six foot center from San Jose. So kind of like San Jose picked a San Jose kid, um, last year in the seventh round, he's a 2022 pick. And this year he had 24 points in, in 50 games. He played half the year in Youngstown, half the year in Omaha. Um, and another guy that could play college hockey this fall or could play another USHL season. And he was playing minutes as a first line center this year. So That's, uh, I know, definitely a thing teams want to look at. They want to be like, first line center, that's probably who we want. So that's probably a a good pick there for a 2022 seventh round pick. And then Timothy Spitzerov of Vermont. This is a prospect that I think is a little more interesting here. So this guy was a seventh round pick in 2020, but... uh, I don't know this. I'm not really sure what to think about him quite yet. Looking at his stats, he hasn't really had many points in college hockey. He just finished up his sophomore season. He had six points this year. He had three points the year before that. So he's not really producing a ton at the college hockey level, although Vermont hasn't been like amazing the past few years. So maybe that's part of it. But, you know, you'd like to see him maybe increase his points. He was a really good scorer back in high school, 16U for Culver Military Academy. So kind of, you know, he might need to find his scoring again at the NCAA level if he wants to be playing pro hockey. And he's one of those guys, too, who went straight from Culver Academy to college. He only played two USHL games. So didn't really have that junior hockey time to, to develop extra. So we'll see how he does, but he probably needs to step it up a little bit if he wants to end up playing in the NHL or AHL. Then last but not least, Magnus Krona from Denver to the AHL, signing a two-year deal with the Barracuda starting in 23-24. This is one of my favorite names in college hockey. I love Magnus Krona's names. It's awesome. 
Um, but this is a guy I've watched quite a bit being a, a NCHC fan and Denver plays St. Cloud all the time. So I've watched Magnus Krona plenty, um, but he was originally actually a 2018 fifth round pick of Tampa. And he's one of those big goalies, which I know everybody loves right now, six foot six. So he's really tall. Um, he's from Sweden. He won a national title with Denver. So, you know, he's got all the prestige right now. This season, he had a 916 save percentage, just over two goals against average and mostly was really good every once in a while he had moments where I was like eh, I don't know about that but he was mostly really good and was Denver's guy for a long time won a national title with them um, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the AHL though but I'm not as good at uh, scouting out goalies and stuff like that I feel Who like is? that's a whole, it's that's a whole different world yeah. so for him he was really great in college but it's going to be a, a much different level now at the pro level in the AHL. So we'll see how he does with the uh, Barracuda this upcoming year. Maybe we should have a THN on the G podcast for goalies. Oh, yeah. Because I, I think all of us are struggling with how to assess those things. But for now, uh, we're going to sign off here. Thanks again, Cindy. You can take a much-deserved drink of water because somehow you just powered through that like a champ. I don't know how... I hope Mike doesn't hang you out to dry like I did today. But anyways, uh, for today's show, that's the American Pipeline Podcast presented by BetMGM, and we'll see you guys next week.